Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I am a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. All right, guys, I went and watched a special Olympics baseball game this weekend. One of my best buddies ever, my uncle, he has autism, and he uh, participates in all the different special Olympics activities. He did track and field a few months ago, and now it is baseball season. So we headed out to the diamond, got to go watch for a little bit. Um, and it was so much fun. I honestly didn't know what to expect. I mean, God bless my uncle. He's absolutely amazing, but he can't quite grasp that if there's a runner on first and a ground ball comes to him that he should throw to second to get the runner out. Right. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So (laughs) I, I wasn't really sure how this baseball game was really gonna go down, but I got to tell you, it was honestly so, so cool to watch. These kids and adults, they were so into it. They were just pumped up. And honestly, a lot of them actually hit the ball into play. So they had coaches that were standing at the softball pitching circle. I I don't know what to call it. I'd, there's not a mound there. I mean, it's normally the baseball mound, the pitcher's mound, but I the softball circle, whatever. So they were far enough away. You know, they had to underhand toss it a, a pretty decent ways for the batters to, to hit it. It was like, like a real pitch and everything. Um, so the coaches are throwing that. And a lot of the people, they got hits, and they were hitting it pretty hard. And once they hit it, they would get so excited. Sometimes they would just be in awe and forget to run for a minute. But (laughs) it was so much fun to watch. And honestly, just to see how joyful all of these people were and how excited they were to be out there competing. And really, for some of them, they also, you know, not only have some mental things that they're going through, they have some physical things as well. And um, a lot of times it's not that easy for them to actually run, but oh my goodness, did they try hard. And then when they would hit it, they're cheering on everybody, laughing. I mean, just, they had so much fun out there. So it really just made me think about, you know, sometimes the things that I complain about or I will say are roadblocks in my life or, or struggles for me that in my mind are holding me back. And then you go and watch something like that and you see people who have seriously real physical and mental things that they're battling and they don't make an excuse or look disappointed in themselves when they mess up. They just have fun, go with the flow and they try as hard as they can. It's absolutely so awesome to see and such a great reminder. So even though it doesn't pertain to what I wanted to cover from an investment standpoint today, I just wanted to quickly bring it up because I just think it can help put things into perspective and give some extra motivation to keep pushing on and working on things even when it feels tough to do so. 
So now we're gonna take a hard left turn here, <laughs> move back onto our finance track. And I want to talk about some of the doomsdayers out there that I have talked to. But before we jump into that really quickly, if you would ever want help talking about your financial goals and just making sure that you're on the right track, you can always go to my website at hunterlowry.com and book a one-on-one -on -one discovery call with myself. And I would love to meet you and chat and give you some opinions on what I would do if I were in your situation. So anyways, I think that every one of us, they, we all have a little bit of this in us. Some people, maybe more than others, but you know, we all have a little bit of that doomsday mentality and a little bit of fear with our investments, which is totally natural. I mean, the future is completely unknown and you know, it's hard sometimes to not hold money tight to our chest. It's a little bit scary sometimes to put it out there and especially when it involves risk, which the stock market inherently has some risk to it. But you know, I find it very interesting how often that I hear very, very similar questions. So since I hear them so often, I know that there's obviously a lot of people out there that feel this because again, if I talk to 20 new prospects, 19 of them will wanna have a conversation that goes something like this. Okay, Hunter, what do you really think about the markets right now? I mean, Bob is the president and unless we can get Harry elected this year, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And did you hear what the governor just came out and said? Or do you think the dollar is really gonna fade away and Bitcoin's gonna be the new world currency? And honestly, regardless of political stance or beliefs, the questions and the concerns are exactly the same on both sides of the political spectrum. So to answer these questions, here's what I like to cover. First off, if we think about it, if you plan for the worst case scenario, and at that point, we just wanna go out and buy guns, canned food, probably some fishing lures and some land way out in the middle of nowhere, if, if that's what we wanna do to plan for the worst case scenario, you know, preparing for the US economy to fail, then we better pray that that does happen because if it doesn't and we have no investments or nest eggs set up, then we can be in a lot of trouble. So if you go and you want to you know, buy gold or sit in cash as a way to hedge against the U.S. economy failing, then this also is not going to work because if the U.S. economy or the stock market just completely crumbled and you know the world as we know it and our economy as we know it absolutely just hooked a UE and went in a completely different direction, Cash and gold are not going to be a means to barter with. Nobody's going to accept gold at that point in time. It, it would be worthless. So again, we would just want to have canned food, weapons, and some bottled water, I guess, at that point. So then if we're not holding these positions as a means to hedge against worst case scenarios, at that point, we really need to look at these asset classes from an investment standpoint. And really, cash is a big one because a lot of people say, with everything happening out there, I would rather just sit in the bank and get three to 4% um, that I can get in a high yield savings account. And when somebody says that, honestly, my, thought, my train of thought is that this is way scarier to me than the possibility of the US economy failing and the market as we know it becoming insolvent. Because we have seen a track record of the US market and US capitalism in general performing well over the long run forever. Right, I mean, we have not had this big major crash in the US economy just crumbling to its knees that some people are expecting. So because of this general consensus of some people wanting to sit in cash and, and feel safe, I was going back and looking at data. So actually there was a, a chart from 1940 to 2022 on how often cash actually outperforms the market, which that did happen during 2022 last year, 
cash was the right move. That was actually one of the only asset classes that was positive during that one year time frame. So every once in a while, it does work. But looking at the data, I mean, it just confirms my theory on why I do not believe in doing so. So again, that's an 82 year period from 1940 to 2022. If you went to full 100% cash, how many times would you have really been right? So for every one year period during that time frame, cash actually underperformed the market 71% of the time, meaning that you were correct 29% of the time. If you just sat in cash, you would have beat the market. 2022 being one of those years. So, you know, I honestly would not take a, about 30% odds on something, but of course, the market's more volatile over a one-year period than it is a three-year period. So you do have a higher, even though it's not a good one, a higher percentage chance of being correct over a one-year period. So what if you held cash over every three-year rolling period during that time frame? You would lose to the market 85% of the time. If you held cash for every seven-year rolling period, you would lose 90% of the time. And not surprisingly, if you held cash for 20 years or more for all of those rolling periods, every single time, 100% of the time, you lost out to the stock market. So the worst part of this is that on average, not only did you lose, but on average, if you held cash for that seven-year period, you underperformed the market by an average of 93%. If you held for 20 years or more, you underperform on average of 700%. I mean, the numbers are just absolutely crazy. And honestly, I've seen a lot of cases where sometimes people don't even realize that they were sitting in cash. Maybe they were investing into their 401k for a long time and they actually never went into their account and selected any investments and they were just in cash or they had a Roth IRA and they thought they were contributing to it, but they didn't realize that they had to actually pick some investments to um, allocate those funds into. And they've been in cash for the last 15 years. I mean, that can really, really hurt. You know, I didn't know that these exact numbers, but I did know sitting in cash over longer periods of time is really not a good idea. <laughs> but now that I know the specific numbers here, it's even more crucial that when people bring up this sort of a conversation, I really, really tried to lead them away from, okay, what might happen during the next couple years that makes you feel like you wanna sit in cash? And instead of thinking about that, tell me what you want to accomplish. What are the goals that you have? When are you gonna actually be needing to touch these funds? Let's talk big picture here. Because if you're not gonna to be touching your accounts for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, there is zero reason to even be entertaining the idea of moving into cash to avoid a market downturn. It should not even be part of the conversation. That is gonna get you in way more trouble than just riding the wave and continuing to be aggressive and diversified. And then oftentimes, you know, when we move away from that fear portion and we just focus on what it is that you actually want to accomplish in that time frame that we have to work in, then people can take a step back. They can see the whole picture and realize that timing these events and jumping in and out of the market is going to do them way more harm than good. And guys, of course, preserving your wealth and limiting losses are important. I'm not saying that we should just be insanely aggressive, never make any changes and just ride stocks all the way down to ground zero. We do make changes to the portfolios to be accommodative with what's happening in the marketplace. But sitting in too much cash in fear and majorly underperforming on the upside is much scarier than seeing a little bit of downside volatility. 
So I hope that helps put things into perspective, both with the market and with the Special Olympics stuff. Again, I thought that it was pretty motivating and uplifting when we were out there and getting to see all those people get after it over the weekend. So with that, everybody, it's a great day to have a great day. Take care.